What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Touch of good old humor, man. And clearly some 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 inner desires to become an opera star with that intro. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's... Uh, I'm listening to a lot more opera these days because it's, uh, you know, uh, winter and Christmas season coming around. So there's a lot of... Uh, I always listen to all those old opera classics uh, for Christmas. What the hell does opera have to do with Christmas? Like the Andrea Bocelli, he has a Christmas special every year. Like last year, he did it in a cave and it was beautiful and things like that. All that so, la. you're legitimately listening to more opera now? I am, I am. For real? Really, for real, for real, yeah. yeah. Anything to do with your, your wanting to introduce the music to your kid or just you just wanting to be, wanting and, to be extra? And also, it's, 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 not as, um, it's not as dangerous as other types of music, like, you know, vulgarities and sex and all that. So, yeah, you know, young, oh, for young kids, <laughs> opera is not bad because it's Italian mostly as well. You know, <laughs> is it really more Italian than anything? I mean, the Andrea Andrea Bocelli stuff is Italian. So Can you even name another opera singer? Uh, I mean, he I don't say Pavarotti. Yeah, don't say Pavarotti. Pavarotti I was yeah. gonna say Pavarotti. Yeah, yeah, And then the, I mean, there's the the what the three tenors and all that. All right, is Josh Groban considered two of opera? Which, two, is Josh Groban two of which are Bocelli and Pavarotti? Oh, right, oh. I see. I see. Uh, oh, you thought they were different? Yeah, I thought they were like a, a separate group, like a boy band or something like that. Oh my god! I mean, hey, what are you talking about? The three uh, tenors are not like <laughs> talk cock, are you? It's oh bullshit. no! Okay, Pavarotti is part He's of the three one tenors. Part of, of the pub- three. One off. It's okay, bullshit. so I'm half so right and you are half wrong. Misinformation. No, I'm fake news. I'm half wrong and you are half right. Fake news. <laughs> yes, speaker, speaker. Hey, I would like to call what? for a motion here. Do not Mr. bring up Cha, fake news. Mr. Cha, <laughs> Mr. Cha, I got one of them correct, okay? So, so... That's a, that's a so we are great both way... Partly wrong. Yeah, but that's a great way to introduce the topics we're going to talk about today, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, but before that, the, the episodic plug. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it, yeah. like, uh, as always, you know, if you enjoy the podcast, do jump onto our subreddit. Uh, you'll see today that our subreddit has has been graced by a very big VIP over the weekend. Uh, none other than Mr. Harish Telani himself. He has gone on a subreddit mm. on a tear and a subreddit and answered questions from one month ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> you name it, he's there. <laughs> For some reason, like, he decides to... You know, he does it all at one go uh, rather than, you know, like, bit by bit. Lah. So, yeah, you can go yeah, there and exactly. join the conversation if you'd like. Yeah, join the conversation because there's always a good conversation. Mm. And and in over the next few days, we should uh, hit another milestone of a thousand six hundred members. Mm. So thank you all, as always, for the support. Correct, correct, correct. But yes, cool, man. So that was our, our role play earlier was to set us up for our first topic of the day. And yeah, we actually rehearsed that that scripted thing quite a bit uh, before this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. So what <laughs> is the first topic of the day? Um, the first topic of the day is something hot off the parliamentary press. Mm. Um, literally today, October 4th, there was a parliamentary session. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before this live stream stuff and before all the coverage, uh, I, I never knew parliament sessions happened this often. Yeah, I always thought it was once in a blue moon, the ministers will all come out and gather. But now, it, I guess this is how it's been all the while. It's just now there's a lot more 
publicity around it, like, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah, and all the little little it, things, the little little details, like like how some people bring their own iPads and they put a stand there when they're about to speak, and then you're supposed to switch on and off the microphone yourself and all that. Uh, now now you you get to see it real time, lah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's making its way to pop culture and memes. You yeah. know, pictures of uh, Amy Cor sleeping yeah. and all that. But someone tell great. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I saw that you have to. Let's say if you go to the toilet halfway or something, right? When you come back to your seat, apparently you need to bow before you enter the the seat, the, the row of seats or something like that. I saw I saw that oh, happening earlier. Yeah, suppose I saw someone bowing. I think it was a uh, uh, the the son of Pongo that 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 the guy. Um, and yeah, and I, I didn't realize that there was James Lim. No, no, who's, son of Pongo. Who's the son of Pongo? Uh, Kopo Kun is it? Kopo, yeah, Kopo Kun, the senior minister of state for the Ministry of Health. He at one point he uh-huh. called himself the son of Pongo. That was his, that was his picture. Then it turns out that later he is it? Yeah, he was. He, I think after that he moved to another, another place. And then he called himself son of another place. Uh. Um, oh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I saw him. I think I saw him <laughs> bowing when he was entering. The row of seats, almost like church like that, huh? right? Mm. Mm. Maybe he was just looking uh, to see whether he had any like stains on his pants. No, 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 no. That was like a legit like bow, like like you know, like those ninety degrees kind of thing, uh. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. Yeah, yes. Sarapongo Kopokun. Right. Yeah, I thought I saw him bowing. So, yeah, someone let me know if you all know lah that people have to bow before mm. they enter the seats. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yes, but the, what we're talking about is something that arose from today's parliamentary session mm. uh, and it concerns none other than Mr. Shah Mugam yes. and uh, opposition mini- uh, uh, party member Raisha Khan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially the crux of it was um, on August 3rd, uh, Raisha Khan uh, r- gave a speech uh, for her gender equality motion la. And in it, she talked about um, a bunch of topics related to four main areas, um, which are sexual violence, female genital cutting, polygamy, and the hijab. Mm. So it was, it was quite um, like a high-level overview of, of the issues relating to these four main areas. Um, but during one of, one of which, uh, under survival care, mm. she mentioned, and I quote, uh, this is what she said uh, in, in, in Parliament. Mm. In my line of work, I've accompanied p- people to police stations to make reports on sexual violence. It is already incredibly difficult for survivors to feel comfortable making a report in the first place. But sometimes the responses from those called to protect us can be disheartening. Three years ago, I accompanied a 25-year-old survivor to make a police report against a rape committed against her. She came out crying. The police officer had allegedly made comments about her dressing and the fact that she had been drinking. Mm. And then she goes on to talk about how we need better treatment of survivors. So in today's parliament, uh, Mr. Shanmugam pressed her for more details uh, so that he could follow up with an investigation and and see what went wrong in the process. Mm. Um, But what happened after that, I think a total of four times... Uh, Raisha Khan responded um, choosing to uh, keep the matter confidential mm. um, and to not like l- let the victim be re-traumatized. Yeah. Uh, and then she added at some point that she can't, she could not re- uh, contact the person again and would thus like to keep it confidential. Mm, mm, mm. Correct, correct. So, Shamugam pressed on and on and on and at some point, he also involved the Speaker of the House, Tan Chuan Jin, mm. who also... 
asked Raisha to respond given that it's a fair question. Yeah. But she did it. Yeah. Uh, I think to clarify, Shamugam at first was saying he would like to know the identities of the police officer and and, and uh, which police station it was, like, right? And then she said, mm. oh, yeah, you know, she, she can't because of confidentiality, she can't. He said, okay, fine, you know, then, uh, you know, just give me the the name, I don't need the names of police officers, you just give me the police station and the month in which this happened. Then we will do our own investigation. Then she said, confidentiality, she can't. Then he said, no, just, then just the name of the police station so that they can, they can you know, at least, at least, like, you know, narrow down the search across uh, all the police stations are. Just give me which police station it was. And she said, no, she she still can't cut off confidentiality. La. So so that's where, mm. that's where there was a, uh, it's very clear there's, there's a divide in terms of what she wants to to tell and, and, and what, what Shamugam, what information Shamugam and Ministry of Home Affairs wants to get. La. And, and uh, yeah. I'll raise, this is also interesting because uh, this wasn't, I think it wasn't a, uh, thing in the point of order in parliament that they were going to discuss uh, but Shamugam asked especially for this time to make a ministerial statement about this la. yeah oh. so it was a, it's like almost like an aside from everything and it's quite funny if you watch the video because cause like I think they, they he asked I think Tan Chuan Jin asked Shamugam to step forward and, and begin his speech and then suddenly Leong, uh, Leong Man Wai from PSP Leong Man Wai right mm. yeah Leong Man Wai from PSP comes out and then starts to starts to uh, make some objection about the next point of order. And then Tan Chuan Jin's like, uh, oh. yeah, but we're not talking about that yet, you know. And then, then Leong Man Wai's oh, like, oh, uh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then just retreats <laughs> back to his corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so, so it's, it's, I guess that's what happens when you have live streams. Uh, you see all these, all these little moments. Uh. But anyway, uh, bigger point is, yeah, so, um, what I mean, based on what you've read the headlines and everything, what was your immediate thoughts when you heard this? Huh? Um, my immediate thoughts, I guess I feel that for that sort of claim, right? Okay, so I think Raisha Khan was, did a great job bringing up the topic, topic in parliament in the first place mm. in, in August mm. because I, I, I can't imagine that being brought up very often. Mm. But I do feel that when she made that accusation, um, she can't just leave it at that. Mm. So as much as I like to you know, comment on Mr. Shamugam's uh, actions and policies, in this case, I can't fault him. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I, I think yeah. for me, initially when I saw it, I was like, oh man, the PAP is up to their tactics again to try and intimidate people, <laughs> to try and like use the police as an instrument to intimidate them or especially you know, Shamugam, he has a a very very strong reputation of being very hardliner and stuff like that, lah, right? But then um, yeah. I actually watched the video of him asking for the details and 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 yeah, just just thinking about it. Actually, the, the, the I mean, as the Minister of Home Affairs, there is no other. And the fact that this was raised in Parliament, right? This issue was raised in Parliament, right? He has to investigate yeah. this thing, right? It is only. Uh, it is only fair that he investigates something that that uh, a fellow member of parliament complained about, and and um, mm. and he wasn't even asking for like details that would identify the the victim entirely. He he, he said like I'm not, I'm not even going to find ask you for anything that identifies the victim anymore. You know, it's just about which police station it is and and what month it happened. You know, so so yeah, I was like, actually in this case, 
the person who actually fucked up is Raisha Khan. Because more likely mm. than not, more likely than not, she didn't get like consent from the victim to bring this up in, in national parliament, you know? And now and now she can't contact the victim anymore for whatever reasons, you know. Uh, maybe the victim doesn't want to think about it or whatever. But but yeah, she brought this up possibly without the consent of the person, and now she can't back up whatever she brought up with data or, or at least with like a, a an anecdote or anything, like, You know, and it, and and it's a very um, serious accusation, uh, to call into the credibility of the police and and the, and the, and everyone. Uh, Especially I mean, on especially on Parliament as well, uh. I mean, just just to point out that just now, I think um, you when you said that quite possibly mm. that she did it without consent. I think that's a bit of a jumping to conclusions. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's no, absolute, no absolute right? allegation allegation on my part. I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure yeah, the, of the details, but uh, yeah. given I mean I'm just I'm just guessing I'm just guessing given given yeah, the the fact that she no, is not able to contact the person anymore so lah. But even then, like there might be a whole bunch of other reasons why she cannot contact. Maybe she can, but maybe maybe the person okay, let's say the person gave her consent to bring it up, but then when it became a bigger issue, yeah, the person didn't want to be involved in yeah. there are many reasons. I just feel that for her and this is something in August. Because okay, so her history, she is quite representative of the younger generation. You know, she's been quite candid about how she comes from a upper class background, you know, mm. so she's not doing the whole yeah, I came from rags to riches. I'm the everyman, uh, and and like the PAP lah. So I think she's got a lot of supporters. Um, but during the elections last year, she also made certain claims on uh, on Twitter about you know how minorities are kind of mistreated mm. and and just some very broad stroke claims mm. like which we spoke about in the podcast as well. Yeah. And even back then, I did feel that certain claims she made, while there might be some semblance of of anecdotal truth mm. in her position as a politician making those claims a bit you can't just say it out like that yeah. like. and in this case what I'm surprised by uh, the one thing that I'm surprised by is that she made a speech last month like, because she's not a new politician anymore mm. last year you know she was just entering the fray she's quite uh, green and yeah there's that fervent uh, like the fervor for wanting to do right and maybe not being as politically savvy. Mm. In this case, doing it in August, I'm just wondering whether it was even on the radar for her other party candidates. La. Because you say stuff like this with Shamugam there and Shamugam is a lawyer. He's been mm. the, 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 what do you say? The, the leader of the MH, MHA for quite a while, Minister of Law. Mm. It feels like this could have been foreseen, la, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. and 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 um, so, I mean, I'll just add to that that uh, yeah, like this like based on what happened in the GE and and knowing knowing who pulls the levers, you know, in terms of the uh, in terms of the political political attacks on Workers Party and all that, right? I mean, this is really yeah. this is you're really setting yourself up, like, basically. Yeah, and and I mean not not just to to say oh it's because of Shamugam. I think anyone in charge of Ministry of Law, Ministry of Home Affairs in Parliament mm. would point that out, like. And mm. and even during the parliamentary session in August, um, I think Minister of State for Home Affairs Desmond Tan asked uh, Raisha Khan at that moment also for more details to substantiate her claims. Mm. Um, and Raisha Khan uh, cited cited confidentiality there. Then Leader of the House Indrani Raja just gave a, a broad reminder to MPs that 
they are to exercise their parliamentary privilege responsibility as it was especially important when an assertion is made against an agency that is not in a position to defend itself. And I think mm. that is the crux of why it feels like, well, like just by that one allegation, you are, you are kind of painting a broad stroke around on the whole Singapore police force. Yeah, like, yeah. Because remember, you know, the, it wasn't too long ago, right, that there were a lot of these... Um, um, there were a lot of uh, in the US especially there were a lot of uh, riots and protests against uh, the police handling of um, of uh, you know black citizens uh, in the US right and and that mm. caused a very a very huge divide amongst people you know whether you should support the police or you, you know like uh, I mean there were literally slogans going around about, about killing the blue la, or something like that which was about you know defund the police defund, and all defunding la, the police and and, and you know, people. I don't know what sign you saw killing the police. No, no, killing, killing the blue. No, really, really. Like. There were there was like like um, uh, uh, literally calls for violence against um, the police lah, which are which are mm. you know they are referred to as the blue lah, like NYPD blue, that kind of stuff lah, right? So Mm-mm-mm. so it, it is a very serious matter that that can stoke a lot of uh, you know. Uh, a lot of uh, tension between between marginalized groups and 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 the 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 state authorities, the authorities that are meant to, you know, look after law and order in Singapore, or at least execute law and order in Singapore. So um, it's it's I mean, you know, you don't want to. And I'm not saying that she's doing this, but the the last thing is one is just fan the flames to to build up this tension, but then fan it without you know real data or something to back up your story in place, lah, right? Mm. Yeah. But but let's say I mean she kind of uh went there in twenty eighteen. Mm. Um right. And back then she may have been politically active at the grassroots because I think she started doing grassroots work quite early and only started uh, getting involved and running for elections last year. Mm. So if she did see that, if it really did happen, mm. and let's say the person who was obviously traumatized, um yeah, like, wasn't the most keen to share or at some point was and, and now isn't, what what should she have done then? Because you look at her speech, right? It actually covered quite a quite a lot of important topics like that are each of them worthy of their own discussion. Yeah. Right? So if this is just something to kind of illustrate the extent of the issue, um yeah, how 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 else should should it be done? Or is it you think in her mind she's like, you know what? I'm just, I need to share this mm. even if I get like vilified and cross-examined. It just needs to get out there. La. No, I think I think uh, she needs to remember she's playing in a team, la, right? And, um, mm. and when you play in a team, uh, not only do they do they support you in, in terms of like whenever you need help and all that, they support you, but they also keep you in check la, in certain ways, right? Um, mm. And I think she's being guided by a very someone who seems to be very savvy with all this in, in, in Pritam Singh in the Workers' Party. And uh, mm. I would say that if you, if anything, it probably would have to dial back a little bit on the, on the, you know, your own personal, what your own personal experience and what you're allowed to, to, to say and what you're not allowed to say. Like, you know, like, if you're going to talk about this case, make sure you have the, the agreement of the person, you know, to come forward if, if need be and everything. Um, if not, I mean, you, you might need to dial back the language a little bit, lah. That's what I'm, I'm saying, lah. And uh, yeah, so that's where that's yeah. where the, the I think political leadership is is super important because not only is I mean, whatever about Raisha Khan's uh, 
um, you know, credibility and all that. But this feeds into the whole like, oh, you know, opposition party not credible in what they say. Uh, rhetoric, la, right? If you if you do this kind of thing and get caught with your pants down, la, right? Hmm. Hey, don't use a better analogy, la. Fuck. Why, why, why? All terms you have to use. All the <laughs> okay. What the fuck, la, Terrence? Okay, let's just have a... Have a of all times. have a 101. <laughs> let's have a 101 right now. What the... Yeah, this one was something of a weighing you? on my mind as I was, I was preparing for this topic. <laughs> uh. one, one, one caveat we need to do is that we're not saying we're not saying that we don't believe the the victim or anything like that, right? Or we don't believe that mm. something happened to the to the purported victim. Uh, we we totally yeah. believe it. In fact, in fact, we believe it. That's why, if there's any case of of police misconduct or something, or doubly so, we think that it needs to be investigated properly, la. Um, and mm. that's where the the issue is here is that, uh, I mean, you can't you can't do an investigation if someone is not willing. Or not able to 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 give you the information, like right, and that's what that's yeah. the conundrum we're in right now, like where where yeah, like, your credibility ends up being called the question because a political thing rather than a a real procedural factual thing, right? Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I mean, one thing will also help is use better li- terms and metaphors. I like can't fuck. help it. It's workers' <laughs> party. You don't remember. Mr. Lo, Lo Tiakeng is the famous one who was saying sue until your pants drop you know, in parliament and everything. Yeah lah, but so that was about suing and defamation, right? <laughs> no, because first of all, like what you said, like we, we are not uh, by any means trivializing the report and also we totally acknowledge we are two dudes yeah. and this is an area that, that yeah, it's it's like um, uh, we, we're just sharing our opinions on what we see in public mm. la, uh, and, and, and the mechanics of politics from what we know or we try to understand. Mm. And like what you said, I think the Workers' Party, there are some candidates who are very, very politically savvy. That's why I'm just curious what their process is because this almost feels like for someone who's very savvy, you can kind of foresee that these sort of claims, especially off the back of the controversies that she got into last year, Mm. these sort of claims, yeah, it, it kind of like takes the the attention away from the actual issues that she was talking about. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's right. Lo. right. I mean, I mean um, because I, I also did go in like, um, just, you know, just go a little bit of Googling about, about how police handle uh, all these cases and all that. And you know, there are, you can go that AWARE has a sexual assault care center where there, there's a whole section on police and court processes where they talk about mm. what happens when you go and report a case. And then subsequently it links to, I think it links to a video on YouTube that also shows the Singapore police and how they, how they try to make sure that um, the victim's welfare is taken in consideration as much as possible when it comes to handling sexual assault cases. Um, and yeah. it, it, I mean, it's not like a slickly produced video or anything, but it's informative in the sense that they do talk about, okay, we, are, we bring you to a private room and then we take your testimony and it might end up being just video testimony in court. You might not be required to come back down again and things like that. Yeah. Um, so mm. I think I think the best is for for people to who are curious about uh, what happens if you are a victim of sexual assault and you go to a police station uh, like what like who who will attend to you and, and what kind of uh, protections will be available for you. I think these kind of things are important to know. And I I mean I looked at the video and it was made in twenty nineteen. You know, so I think uh, there have been some of these things in place uh, And uh, I'm not saying that they're perfect, but if they do need to be improved then uh, whoever has seen flaws in the system also needs to come forward with as much accurate data as possible about when and how these things happen, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, la, like, it, it is a tricky thing. And I mean, just the fact of her bringing it up uh, did lead to uh, uh, quite a, a, a range of articles that were written about the topic, la, which is great. You know, like, mm. um, her as a, as a politician, she has said that she's the voice of the younger generation and bringing up issues that haven't been covered in parliament before, which is all kudos to her. But these sort of things, I think, yeah, it's tricky, man. And it's interesting you said also that this wasn't, this was like Shamugam kind of um, uh, uh, saying it as an additional thing, mm. like an additional question, is it? Yeah, yeah. Like out, it was so, out of the point of order, la, which is the so, timetable so kind I of, mean, yeah. Uh, are you even familiar with enough of the parliamentary process that like any minister can bring up anything at any no, point? No, uh? I'm not. That's why, but but, Cannot, it seemed, right? but it was it seemed to be a very uh, unique thing that that Tan Chuan Jin had to explain why he was allowing him to speak and all that. Which was that it was uh, from a previous parliamentary session. No, no, no. The minister has specifically asked for it and aside to uh, a bit of time to just deliver a statement, lah. But that means that means if he can deliver it, I mean, normally you know all these parliament things. Like mm. every minister kind of knows certain things are coming, certain motions are going to be filed, mm. and for him to just come up and and say that is that even? Like, I don't understand the process process there. Um, like, uh, what what did you say? It was a what was the term you used? No, he just said a ministerial statement. Uh, that's what that's what uh, Shanmugam was saying, if I'm not wrong. Uh, so I, I uh-huh. don't maybe maybe it's it's a. Uh, it's up to the speaker to determine if, if you know, um, this minister has, you know, if there's anything important to, to especially for a minister, like, I would think. If a minister says that I have something important to say, it probably is important, right? You, 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 would, you, really you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't discount it so much like, as, as the speaker of parliament. True, la, true. Yeah. But feels like there still needs to be some sort of uh, process, like ministerial statement. Mm. I think it kind of needs. There needs. It can't just be offhand, um, uh, off the cuff like that, like. Because otherwise, it'll it'll be a political tool, like, that more people will use. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just like they send the send a text message last night to Tan Chuan Jin at like midnight. Yo, like, you up? You you up? <laughs> you up? Hey, so I was just hey, thinking, man. man. You know, <laughs> I I got a statement tomorrow. Uh, you cool with that, bro? Yeah, you cool with that, yo? <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. I mean, Tachojin Kofu be up, what? He has like McDonald's at midnight, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Fish you know, fillet, we, uh, fillet. We saw fish, that. Yeah. yeah, fish fillet, fish, fish yeah. fillet. <laughs> In between all his running and everything, like, running from his house yeah, to McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought running was Bayam King. No, was running is Tachojin. Oh, yeah, running is such a Bayam King is just the good-looking, you know, just posing on on TikTok and all that, lah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running is such a But anyway, I also wanted to just yeah. add, lah. Like the, I, I I do feel very strongly about this kind of uh, that that we need to make sure that our police processes are in place, lah. Because, uh, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was telling you about this missing persons case that was uh, gripping the US by storm, right? Like. Gabby, the is basically an influencer who went missing, Gabby Petito, while she was uh, while she was um, hiking with her fiance in the northwest mm-hmm. region of the US, and uh, subsequently her mm-hmm. body was found and uh, I mean she was murdered like, basically, and and now the now there's a manhunt for the fiance because the fiance has also disappeared, so um just just a couple of days ago, like the body cam from a, one of the police, because they were actually pulled over uh, about a month ago, 
uh, after they had a domestic mm-hmm. dispute, like someone called the police and then then they drove off from the campsite, but then the police managed to track them down and a couple of police were on the scene. So there were different body cams recording the what was happening. And uh, the initial body cam footage showed that the police were very professional in handling the couple and it didn't seem like there was anything wrong. Lah. But subsequently, another version of the body cam footage was released where actually if it turns out that the the Gabby Petito, the victim who, who is not, was murdered, actually told the police that she had been hit or he he had hit her lah, basically. Um, mm. But I, but the, you know, but for some reason, I think that cop wanted to try and settle it as a, you know, try to counsel both of them because they seemed they seemed a, a bit calmer, and uh, yeah lah, you know, half a half a month later, she she was murdered lah. So uh, there's a lot of questions about the police procedures in that case, like when you see a domestic dispute happening and and, and it appears like the 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 victim is not very willing to talk about her being hit or she's trying to downplay the, the whatever effects that have been on her. Uh, as a mm. policeman also, your procedure needs to be rock solid in place to say, that, hey, you know, I, I think there's something fishy going on and, and we need to separate you guys for tonight and, and, and look into this further rather than just let them be, like, which is what happened. Like, you know? Mm. Um, and it, I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's unfortunate but it led to a death and probably there's going to be a lot of investigations going on into the police uh, police procedures going forward lah, for this kind of domestic disputes. So, I mean, I mean, maybe the silver lining to this is that uh, it's making people think about police procedures on the whole. Lah, because like what you said, um, we saw that happen in the US. In Singapore, if it's this sort of discussion, even though it feels like, okay, maybe it could have been better worded to not implicate herself, yeah. it's causing people to be more aware of the processes. Uh, right now, I think the follow-up is that the police will be interviewing her over the alleged rape victims' claims, yeah, yeah. which which, if anything, right, it means that whatever people bring up in parliament, it's it's taken seriously, yeah, la, you know? Yeah. And hopefully in future, politicians know that, okay, if they have some, some uh, allegation or accusation to make, if they back it up, it will be investigated. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's a right. good thing. Because, I mean, going, coming for, closer to home, Remember the whole Party Liani case about the helper? Mm. The helper was accused of uh, stealing from her, her very uh, rich employer and everything. Um, there were also mm. lapses in the police procedures. Uh, and and that's what um, that's what ultimately led to her being uh, acquitted of, of, of everything. Uh. But, but uh, mm, that's true. You know, so it, it tells you that these, these police procedures are very important. In, they, they, they can be life or death. Literally life or death kind of uh, issues lah. So uh, let's let's not you know let's not discount it too much or just saying that or you know someone's trying to score a cheap political point or anything like that lah. And I think uh, as Minister of Home Affairs, he has to investigate this very thoroughly lah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like uh, yeah. I mean, so so the fact that the police are going to be interviewing Raishaka means there will be some follow up. Mm. But wow, well, I was just thinking that you know in school last time when you say something and then the teacher questions you, you kind of like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. Imagine if that teacher is Shamugam. Uh. <laughs> that has to be intimidating. Yeah, man. Well, wow, that's the class that... That has to be Nobody dares to skip that class. Uh. Everyone just like... <laughs> that's why... You, you make sure you're, you're wearing your uniform, buttoned down, everything, sitting down, waiting for him to appear. <laughs> yeah, if you got maths homework, English homework, this homework, you don't get what the fuck homework Shamugam gave you, you better do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You better do it. That's true. Oh, but but I mean, yeah, like, I guess the the fact that it's gonna be followed up on means that there probably will be updates. Mm, mm, mm. 
correct, correct. And and we will be be watching it closely. Just to close the loop on something that I mentioned just now, I'm looking at the standing orders of Parliament in Singapore, mm. and there's one small section under ministerial statements. Mm. So all it says is that a statement may be made by a minister in parliament on a matter of public importance. Mm. Members may seek clarification on the statement, but no debate shall be allowed thereon. Mm, mm, mm. Um, there's nothing else in the document I could find uh, relating to ministerial statements. So it feels fairly ambiguous eh? because if this was also in 2017, I don't know whether things have changed, but but yeah, I just thought, oh, okay. So there's definitely a process. Mm. We just don't know what the process is like, yeah. or at least I couldn't find anything in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why is it why is it bug you so much this process? Because I just find it like uh, because Parliament, I always see it as like okay, it's almost like the questions are given before and whatever debate happens happens in prompt two, but the questions are given before and mm. because in this case, in some way he's asking for a response response from another member of Parliament mm. and to I didn't know those sort of requests can be made off uh on the fly. Like. I see, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So I was just wondering, what is the process? Because imagine like the opposition party see like Amy Kaur sleeping, yeah. and then they just they just got like 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 dirt on all the politicians. Yeah. they just stand up. Like, I have a statement. Oh, uh, Ms. Kaur, but you need to be a minister. You know? Then you can make that statement. Yeah uh, lah. So the minister lah. Which opposition? Minister. Which minister? Which minister is opposition? Is opposition? Oh, that's true. Uh. Uh, <laughs> country you live <laughs> in. The difference between a <laughs> member of parliament and a minister. Uh, Holy shit! I just realized that. Hi. This one. Hey, shut up, okay? That was, uh, this see, I'm being, I'm being vulnerable <laughs> and being open to to my errors and misunderstandings. Yeah. Not every MP is a minister, but every minister is an MP. Want to comment on? Want to comment on pol- uh, Parliament? Cannot also be some fly by night comment, one. <laughs> right. Hey, fuck you, lah. Okay, <laughs> this whole part of us talking through this is us learning shit that we didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone out there listening also thought that, hey, you know, everyone sitting on that chair is a minister, well, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start a separate subreddit for that group. <laughs> it will be alongside, parked alongside the Ivermectin supporters in the Singapore and everything. Yeah, yeah. man. But speaking Ooh. of fly-by-night and on the fly, uh, our next mm. topic is about uh, something that flies. I think they fly, right? They fly, right? They I mean, they don't fly, fly. fly la. La. They somewhat fly. They la. somewhat fly. La. Yeah, they can fly up, up a tree and across trees, I think. Yeah. yeah. What is that, this next topic about? It is this article that talks about how the residents of Dover Close, a housing estate in Singapore, mm. uh, are split on whether the f- wild fowls, i.e. like the wild chickens mm. that moved into the estate during the pandemic, um, should be welcomed or not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the crux of it is that uh, I think over the past year or something, the, the fowl, the chickens that became famous were the Sinming chickens. Mm. Mm. Um, there have been videos made about them and a lot of residents like wax lyrical about them and then Dover Close uh, I think starting of April 2020 there was like a family of, of the wildfowl that moved in to the estate some speculate that it's because of the clearing of forests nearby and whatnot, but mm. no no particular reason right. but over the past few months yeah you get a lot of um, members of the estate kind of talking, saying nice things like that, you know, that has brought the community together. It's almost like the adopted pets of the of the place. But not everybody thinks so. Am I right, mm, Terrence? Yeah. Uh, I mean... W- what, do, what, what do other people think? Uh, there are people who whose sleep has been very uh, greatly disrupted by the crowing of the wildfowl 
in the mornings mm. as early as like mm. 5 a.m. And uh, I mean, mm. I would encourage everyone, even if you're not interested in this topic, just to read the article. Uh. <laughs> they do. They go into very in-depth details about about even the pattern of crowing. Uh, like like they they end up discovering that you know, like the there's a seniority in the crowing. Like the oldest chicken crows first or something. Like the oldest rooster, and then followed by all the others, lah. Um, no, not the oldest, the highest rank. Highest no. rank by, by, so, by offer, you've yeah, got yeah, some yeah, rooster yeah. scholar or something correct, correct, correct. that is, you know, on the path to become the, elite, the leader of the roosters. The, rooster. the young, the, the young, high overachieving rooster will High flying, first. high flying rooster. Halama. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so they're, they're been a lot. <laughs> Sorry, the joke was so good that See, I, the, I'm losing my voice. So bad, so bad that it fucking fucked up your throat, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are complaints about crowing by the roosters. Uh, even one resident, specifically low, he lives in a nearby condominium and shares that the crowing by the roosters at around 5 a.m. in the morning has disrupted his sleep for months. So um, he, mm. even, he even shares a, a recording of the crowing at 5 a.m. Uh, so in mm, case you're curious mm. what it sounds like. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's... Um, it's 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 a tough situation uh. Some are very unhappy with the roosters being around. Uh. Mm. So I mean, like, uh, I know the article ends by saying some of the more uh, the bigger fans of the fowl uh, kind of wish that the the residents who are di- disturbed by the crows can you know get like um, that sort of like more uh, like, like like equipment to soundproof their house, like cheap equipment you can buy online and all. Which I think is a bit of a stretch, but it's it's interesting, like, Because over the past year, we have seen multiple issues of wildlife interacting with citizens. Uh, sometimes uh, fatal, like, Almost there was mm. the Pongo wild boar mm. who had to be put down. Uh, there's of course the infamous or famous otters who have devoured koi fish all around Singapore. Yes. Uh, there are these chickens. Yes. Uh, what other instances are uh? snakes? Um. I mean mon- monkeys, you know, like the Marichi. Monkeys, yeah, monkeys, monkeys snakes, and all that, yeah. And and we have spoken about it, la, yes. But uh, but what what were your thoughts when you saw when you read through this entire article? Uh, it's it's quite funny because I actually know someone who, who you know, who lives in a in a condominium, a private estate also, and uh, one of her neighbors in the nearby estate has a has a uh, a chicken as well, as rearing chickens in the backyard, la. And uh, yeah, she, mm. she's very frustrated because she can't do anything about the chickens because they're not even in, in the public sphere. And yeah, like, the chickens do wake her up every morning at 5 a.m. Oh, to, 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 to the detriment of her health and you know even thinking of like moving away from this place, from her current place forever. Lah. Yeah. Oh, so those, those are not free roaming chickens. Those no, are no. someone's chickens. Yeah, and they're just in the backyard of a landed property. And uh, I mean, there's not much you can do, lah, right? Yeah, I mean, so technically, <laughs> you can you can legitimately and legally keep chickens. You yes, can keep you up can. to ten chickens. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Singapore. Don't forget, we went from third world to first very quickly. Yeah. So some of these laws were like still accommodating the fact that we lived in kampongs last time, huh? Yeah, mm. I mean, you can't keep them in HDBs, lah. Yeah, yeah. Of but course. you can keep chickens. You can you can keep chickens, ducks, or even peacocks. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, peacocks. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you know that? You you legitimately knew that? Uh, I mean, kind of, because they are walking so freely around in Sentosa and some of these other places. Yeah. 
Yeah lah, but I didn't know you can keep them. So it's not a huge surprise to me lah. But okay lah, yeah lah. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know per se lah. You could keep them as pets. Yeah. So so then for the person you know like her that one neighbor, they're not doing anything wrong lah. They're right? not. They're not. It's not say like you're keeping. Yeah, they're not. They're not. So wow. it's like you can't even complain about it because it's totally within the legal right. And, and, and yeah lah. But has she has she tried to speak to them? Because you can keep chickens. You don't need to keep roosters lah. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what the final objective or the end game with the the family of chickens is. Whether it's to create a colony or or a harem or anything like that, lah. But but uh, maybe maybe they enjoy the rooster crowing and and doing all these things in the morning, you know, because they're early risers. Mm. So so so, I mean, sometimes it's also a matter of perspective, lah. I guess some people enjoy feeling like they're so close to nature, you know. No, but then if at 5 a.m. Mm. if I decide to play play like some music that's fucking loud, yeah. I will get into trouble, right? Yeah, yeah, you will, you will, yeah. Or, or like, okay, let's yeah. say you have a dog. You have a dog, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, if your dog. dog barks. Yeah, if it barks also, yeah, mm. it's an issue, oh. yeah. Then how? Like, have, have you been in an instance where wherever you have, you have you have lived, be it you encountering someone else's dog barking mm. or someone encountering your dog's barking? I think people can complain. They can complain and then... If there are enough complaints from everyone in in the surrounding vicinity, then yeah, you you might be forced to relocate uh, your dog or or, or something uh. But I really don't know about chickens because uh, chickens is really they. I mean, they don't bark at people. They don't they don't crow whenever one anyone walks by or what uh. They only crow at a certain time in the morning uh, Right. So 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 mm. you know, like to say that you need to cull your chickens or move them elsewhere just because they crow one time in the morning. I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one, lah. Because you can always argue, hey, then why doesn't the other person just wear wear your uh what do you call it? Um, wear your muffs or something while sleeping, right? And then then you won't, yeah. you won't hear anything at all, lah. No, but it's interesting you say that because the Sinming chickens, mm. there was a lot of feedback. Even though like ninety percent of the thousand residents poll uh want the chickens to stay, mm. they ended up be, some of them be were moved, no, yeah. to Salita last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, right? still moved, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I I I, I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, near my house, right? Mm. There's some fucking like frog orgies every night. <laughs> no. uh, the frogs, right, are insane, no? Like, yeah. how, they, do you know they're frogs? how do you they know they're frogs? How do you know they're frogs, though? I mean, they have to be something, oh, la. Okay, like, okay. I don't think they're, they're they're definitely not birds. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're insects. I don't think they're cicadas or something. But it's like, and, but and it's a big, it's a big field, fucking, right? It's a huge field, right? Yeah, mm. there's a huge field near my house, mm. and like, there's a canal. So, I don't know, some nights are quiet, some nights, I don't know, they just get their freak on and they, I don't know what the hell they're doing um, on the field, but it's damn noisy. But do they, ever, but, do they disrupt your daily schedule, like your, you know, your sleep or anything? I mean, weirdly enough, right, I've actually grown to used to them because I feel um, like, huh, I'm living, I'm living amongst like, a, like, like, like nature. Once in a while, it, it shocks me how loud they are at night, like maybe peak orgy, mm. right, when like everybody's just, just on it. Um, it does get loud, but yeah, it hasn't disrupted my sleep yet. So you la. never like I don't know about a chicken. You never like r- raged about it. Then like you know, booked a grab to go to Geylang to eat like frog leg porridge or anything, just to get revenge <laughs> at them or what la. It hasn't occurred that way la. No, no. Like the worst would be if I tap out and I go to the field and eat it there. <laughs> Hold on, that would be f- that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked. Well, but that's the thing. You see, I yeah. think these chicken, these people who who sleep are disrupted by chickens. That's how they feel about it. You see. It's really like it really has disrupted their lives, uh, That's what they feel. 
And I think, okay, so the thing about the frogs, they are so noisy that after a while, it becomes like white noise, mm. like static. And it's constant, it, because, it's constant. But, yeah. Yeah, it's constant. So the crows, I can imagine like the ones in a while thing. And and depends like if you're not an early riser, right? I can imagine it being like annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. This this one is... Uh, I, I always talk about it, but I also try to imagine myself like if my neighbor literally had something that we, we are every day at 5 a.m., like how pissed would I get or so, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. You, you kind of got to think of it that way. And I mean, one of the residents, they say that uh, she literally has moved to another room in her house uh, because she because the the room that she used to sleep in was too got too noisy already la. But she's okay moving because she she feels like that's the cost of having these chickens around her. Mm. Mm, but like the person you know, yeah. like are they are they to the point where they're thinking of moving or anything? Uh, definitely, yeah. I, I think that they definitely talk about it la, because it's too. Uh, I think I think they don't want to have to go to you know a passive aggressive kind of a neighborly wars with their neighbors, um, mm. and and there's not much that they can do because it, it's within the private estate lah, right? Yeah. yeah, I see, I see. So so it's a wow. tough situation yeah, la. But what would you what would you do if it was you? Um, I. You mean in that situation, hypothetically, where there's yeah. a private uh, property, like landed yeah, property, someone's having chickens. And just Mr. Mr. Tilani is the you know the the, the slightly woke uh, millennial that has, has has you know has seen both sides of the story and is always like trying to think of a better, more graceful Singapore for the future. What would you do? I think, I mean, I w- I, I would go talk to the person. Okay. Uh, first. Uh, just to say, okay, is there? You mean the person who know, if you the person who owns the chicken, who's nah. Rearing oh, the okay, 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 yeah, okay. yep, yeah. Because let's say, let's say you're having the rooster so that you can make like more chickens, mm-hmm. right? Then I mean, maybe like keep it like a like a getaway, lah. I mean, if the rooster can be elsewhere and when it's like mating time, bring forward like for one two weeks, just wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Um, and then something like because I I I would imagine. A rational person also understanding that okay, if you have a lot of people living nearby, mm. it's not like you're in a in a in a country or state where you have a lot of land. You mm. know, uh, Singapore it is dense. If you're having chickens uh, or roosters, and if it happens to disturb people around you, mm. you should be open to that sort of feedback, like, And then and then take it from there. It's like if you have a dog that's always barking. Yeah. I would imagine you also as a as a dog owner, if people come and tell you, yo. Um, your dog's a bit noisy. Is there anything that can be done? Mm. Would you be like, huh? No, it's nature. What? You know, dogs are a man's best friend. Why are they not your best friend? Mm. No, right? Mm. No, I would, I would get a bit defensive, lah, for sure. Uh, mm. But I would recognize it as a problem on my end that needs to be fixed as well, lah. The, the dog's training, you know. Uh, no, but, but actually, but more, more, I was asking actually more in this situation of what's happening in Dover, lah, right now. Like, if you're mm. one of those people who was woken up, woken up by the birds, at 5 a.m. Um, what would you advise that this person does? Uh? I mean, I, I would say if I was in a position, I would really try my best to find ways to to live with it only because mm. this fowl, it wasn't brought in by a certain individual. Mm. I don't think one night someone said, you know what, fuck it, I want chickens in my estate and went to like some forest and yeah, brought them. Yeah. It's almost like a, a very nice natural thing that happened in a concrete jungle of Singapore. So you're saying so like they are as Singaporean as as all of us all of us are, right? Born the chickens. Bre- yeah. 
born and bred here. They're not like it's not like in fact, in fact, or anything, and and, and yeah. <laughs> fuck you, like foreigners <laughs> and all that. They're all local chickens, uh, That's what you're saying. Uh. Hey, some of that, like I think there was one article from Mothership back in 2017 that you know the red jungle fowl species mm. native to Singapore, mm. all chickens in the world descended from that species. Oh though. really? So the mother of chickens is from Singapore. Singapore. Wow, wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. So. So in some way, and even it was uh, verified by David Attenborough. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, in that series. Yeah. Uh. yeah so it's one of those things that, uh, wow. Because honestly, whenever I'm at say Tanjung Pagar or something, and I see chickens walking around there, it fucking warms my heart. Yeah, yeah. It warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah. And in the botanic gardens, you've yeah. seen you've seen the chickens in the botanic gardens as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. my my dog like always wants to chase them lah, but it's just. Uh, yeah, like, I just learned to live with it. Like, it's not like I would say, oh, it's dangerous because there's dogs or there's children or anything like that. It's just part. But I mean, it's just part of the ecosystem, like, yeah. But can you check your rooster privilege or not? Have you slept around <laughs> roosters? No, I have before, not. I've not. I've not had the privilege of sleeping ah, around roosters. So you better. No, you are. You are. You are privileged to not have to worry about roosters yeah, yeah, around exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think you are. Me, you don't be so facetious about this whole privilege thing, Ken. You are downplaying, yeah, yeah. downplaying the, <laughs> downplaying the real discussions that people have about power and privilege. Okay, don't be facetious about my alleged facetiousness because that just makes you <laughs> sound more facetious. Uh, inside joke, inside joke. What? But yeah, I mean, uh, actually, I don't think it, I don't think it's inside joke. Eh? Okay, like inside, <laughs> I think inside people ish. listening. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, like, yeah. The, the this chicken thing would never go away, like. I just I just really hope that, um, you know, over time, Singaporeans, yeah, we learn how to live with some of these animals. Huh? Like now, now I think if you still want to go out there and, you know, set up a huge koi pond in your neighborhood and you're near a reservoir or something, then I think you are asking for the otters to pay you a visit, huh? you know? You, 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 oh. you just got to know that, that the otters are out there and they might get your koi, huh? right? But but the otters also like a bit a bit polarizing, what right? They're very, a bit gangster lah. The otters, yeah, they, that's true lah. They are. Yeah. Yeah, but but what can you do? I mean, it's man. like you go to Australia. They 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 understand this is just part of what they live with. It's part of the ecosystem, you know. No, but then but then the thing is when you get crows in Singapore, then you got crow culling, right? Yeah lah. So why why are they species? Why 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 is being species? Uh, true, true, true. There's some truth to that as well, but we're not at this point where we're you know overcrowded with with crows, right? It's just it's just a matter of a few only, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah like, So, so I mean, roosters, you know, like uh, uh, I don't know, like I, I think this is is something that is a, is a developing thing, like, right? Mm, as in what do you mean? Uh, developing. As in this Dover thing is not is not conclusive, no, like, yeah, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, let's see what happens. Uh. Let's see how it's how this whole thing mm, pans mm, out. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. Now on to the 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 shock segment, starting with the the one shock comment of the of the past few days, and and would you like to go first, man? Uh, I am still pulling up mine actually. You can I mean, you you, mm. you can go go on with yours since you've been on the rampage. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, my one was uh, to to rock groundbreaking forty two mm. on the on the uh, podcast thread for the, our last episode twenty fourteen where we talked about the the bicycle registration. Mm. So, um, I mean, like he or she kind of just shared that 
they they did participate in the focus group discussion with AMAT. Mm. Um, and that the discussion group included SBS bus drivers, motorists, members of different cycling sports groups, leisure cyclists who cycle with family and people who commute to and from work with bikes. Mm. Um, so I thought, I mean, even though this person did say that um, they are in agreement with the recommendations and that licensing might not be the best way forward with their reasons, uh, some of which I, I don't fully agree with, but I just appreciated someone who went through something that we talked about and, and, and who shed light on the process that we were not privy to. Like, I always enjoy comments like that. So mm. thank you, Rock Groundbreaking 42. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's true. Like, that, that topic was quite interesting. And because my comments also about that topic, um, Lepak King says, side note, but I wasn't aware of the stereotypes surrounding people who use folding bicycles until today. And that's in reference mm. to us saying, calling them foldy oldies lah. Basically, like uh, middle aged you, yeah. you calling them for the old middle aged people who, as Harris says, uh, have replaced fast cars as an indulgent spend in their midlife. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I just want to clarify, we're not shitting on that because even yeah, me and my wife, we both have foldable bicycles as well. Uh, not the super expensive mm. ones, but we use foldable bicycles. But it's just, it's when they come in a very big, very big. Um, Obnoxious group, obviously not for not not following like you know safety distance measures or anything like that, and and, and yeah like, and, and all riding very very expensive affordable bicycles like, Then it looks like that stereotype, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean <laughs> it is a stereotype that we have heard. We, I didn't say I agree with it, but um, that I have noticed a trend of people really obsessing over bikes. And I mean take Brompton bikes for example. Mm. Like, um, it's a brand that's been around since 70s, 80s, but like the, they're the epitome of the desirable foldable bikes. And Correct. what I understand is that the shop in Funan is not exactly a shop, it's a showroom because mm. the waiting line is a year. A year? It's a year. That's ridiculous. It's a year to get a Brompton bike. That's Yeah, and it's like the base is what, 2, 3K and yeah, it just feels like, whoo. And if anyone out there knows a Brompton bike owner, chances are that they are super passionate about it. Like. <laughs> so I always find those sort of things... Uh, an interesting phenomenon, la. Yeah, that's why that's why they 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 get their own name, la, Right, for the oldies, only only because they, uh-huh. they managed to. But I thought you, I thought you coined that. Yeah, la, yeah, la. That's why I, I, that's why I give it a name because I feel like it's an identifiable trait, la. You know. Yeah, la, But the way you say, it, like, you know, they got the name for the oldies, like, so everybody's using that name. It's yeah, just yeah, you, bro. It's, I tell you, it starts. It started here. It started here. Don't, Gonna, Don't try and do the Mandela effect. Be, uh, the Mandela effect on things. Uh, we, we're gonna have to trademark it at some point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, cool, cool. Speaking of uh, uh, nice, shiny, expensive things, is there a one shock thing yes. that you are looking at as well? Yes. Uh, the one shock thing is. I mean, I I started watching a Squid Game over the weekend. Mm. I'm not through yet, but I can. I, I'm I'm sold on the hype, la, so I'm super excited about watching it. But over the weekend, one of my uh, girlfriend's friends just showed me the the super viral Instagram reel or filter or whatever you call it, mm. the Squid Game one. La, you know where they, there's a big doll yep, that yep, turns yep, and you have to... Yep. <clears throat> and you know it's developed by a Singaporean guy. Oh, really? Yeah, there's this guy, dude.sg. Mm. Like, um, he, he specializes in like VR stuff in Singapore and I've been following him for a while also. Mm. And I think he does some super innovative stuff. Like I think his first claim to fame was in f- like five, six years ago when he did that picture uh, made up of hawker stall owners that reenacted The Last Supper. Mm, so yes, since, yes, yes, and he yes. gave a TED talk on it. Yeah, and he gave a TED talk on it. And since then, 
he's been doing some interesting stuff like with uh, Young Raja, some AR, VR stuff. And yeah, he did this and he said it's his most viral launch ever. It, it got 88.8 million impressions in the first day. Mm, mm. And when I saw that, I'm like, fuck, man, you get, in- you get influencers and content creators from around the world using it. And I thought it was a brilliant reel, a brilliant filter whatever you call it and when i found out it's made by a singaporean i was like oh my god that's so cool oh yeah 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 remember this guy remember this guy interesting yeah very interesting dude.sg he's a a cool guy i mean he posts a lot online and yeah it's uh, i just thought what this is a brilliant idea man Mm, so you are shout out to you man you are fully on the squid game the squid game train as well i mean i watched the i watched the first episode and like i was like oh shit this is cool and honestly you know what it just gave me more belief that it's only a matter of time before a singaporean show Mm. also has the potential to go viral globally yeah because the show is so anchored in korean culture um it's just very well produced very expensive world mm. um, and I think it's only a matter of time that, that Singapore creates something like that la. I see I see oh that's cool yeah oh the guy's name is Eugene So uh, dude.sg yeah, yeah that's right that's right cool that's guy right. man uh, but yeah, yeah my, my one shock thing is uh, just a new Netflix series that, that I just uh, started recently but um, it's really growing on me la. it's Midnight Mass uh, the horror the horror series by by uh, the the same people who brought you haunted, uh, the haunting of Hill House and and, and Blind Manor and all uh. so I I, I mean I have come to really enjoy these horror series on Netflix because, um, they do something that that horror movies can't do la, That is really, you know, take the time to really build up the suspense, uh, you know, in a in a mm. in a house in a town in in a in a in a, in a, in a very confined space la, basically. And so it really harks back to all the you know the Twin Peaks and the shows like that where you just you just feel there's something off about the town and they like to put all these um, like for example you know you hear the baby you hear my baby crying in the background that wasn't a sound effect mm. right, but that was like literally my baby crying in the background but yeah in this show mm. as you watch it there's a lot of Easter eggs in the background that you have to look out for as well that will tell you a lot of things about where the story is going later lah. And so it's one of those mm. slow burn stories that you can really enjoy on Netflix, uh. And then, uh, mm. yeah, it's sometimes it's not even that scary. It's not. It's not even like. By the end of it, I'm not scared. I'm just like slightly perturbed by whatever's going on. That's all. And what's the show called again? Midnight, Midnight Mass. Oh man! Oh, oh man! Oh yeah! yeah. Actually, if you are into, I mean, it's about a a, a very religious Catholic, a very Catholic community, uh, on a on a very small island. And then a new priest comes mm. in, and then he starts to bring in a lot of a lot of things start happening when a new priest comes in as well, uh. So so if you uh, if mm. you're into this kind of thing or you attend mass and all that, you'll find some of this quite interesting, uh. mm, yeah. yeah, horror not my cup of tea, <laughs> No, I thought you would you enjoy you, you Christmas and you know and Easter you spend at, at mass as well yeah, at midnight mass, you know. I'm okay, man. I'm okay. Horror, horror, not my cup of tea. Give it a try, lah. Open, open a bit more. Open my You know. Hey, <laughs> fuck you. Again, again. You just labeling me as close-minded. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I want to. There's a little bunch of other shows I want to watch first. Okay, okay. Including Squid Game. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. Check it out, Midnight Mass. Cool, yeah. man. All right, everyone. All right. Thank you. Cool, cool. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, listening. Oh my God, listening. And talk to y'all soon. Bye.